Yes, welcome to our Halloween party. I hope you're ready for some exciting games. Uh, sh sure, yeah. I'm feeling good and brave tonight, yeah. Excellent. Let's start by putting your hand in this box. Oh, God, this is going to be a sensory nightmare. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, no. Yes, what do you feel in there? Uh, some things I've played. Yes, yes. Oh. Delve a little deeper past oh. the squelchy oh. layer. Oh, yes, I'm not a yes. fan of that. Oh. Yes, in there. Is, is that things I've watched down there? You're very good at this game. Well done. Delve oh. deeper past oh. the sharp bits. Oh. Mm, oh. Yes. Uh, um, th things I've listened to. Correct, oh. correct. Okay. Now... I want you to put on this blindfold oh, no. and stick your head in this bucket. Oh no! <laughs> okay. Now, do you think you can see what you can catch in your teeth there? Uh, what was that? What was that? It's this is the finest skits. It's a whole bucket of skits, oh, okay. just for everyone to enjoy oh. the games and fun. Oh, okay. Now, okay, we're just going to lead you down this hallway. And, uh, if you see any ghostly images... Ah, it's a couple of queer trans ladies! Yes, yes. Actually, that's not scary at all. Uh, well, if you're a conservative Christian, it might be. Oh! Yes. Welcome to the house of queer and pleasant strangers. Strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a catch up about the media we've consumed in the week and do silly voices and yes. skits. You do a very good Vincent Price. Thank you. I've been working on it for a while now. Oh. I'm gonna struggle to talk today. My voice is not on its A game. So many talks today. No, I recorded a whole audiobook. It needs editing, but I recorded the whole thing, and by the end of it, my throat was doing a big old struggle. You talked basically solidly for four and a half hours. Yeah, four and a half hours of just non stop talking. Doing my best. Enunciating presentary voice where every word gets pronounced properly. Buts, 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 Not buts, quite buts. that prim and proper necessarily, but everything is very projected and very enunciated. Buts, 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 buts. It took a toll today, that's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm in that weird state of not having quite had quite enough sleep. But feeling a little bit, hey! Yeah, come yeah. through the other side, it's fine. Mm, I'm sure I'll probably crash immediately we finish recording this. Oh, I know I will. I'm, <laughs> I'm planning on a nap as soon as we're done. Here's me with my one free evening after after recording a podcast. Thinking, <laughs> yeah, I could get on and, and, and make some music tonight. I, I, I suspect crashing on the couch is probably well, we'll see. closer to what's going to happen. Well, we have done some media-consuming things during nom, the nom, week. Nom, tasty media. One of the things we did is the things we've played. We That's did. usually we where we start. Things. What have you played this week? I played some uh, Kingdom New Lands. What's Kingdom New Lands? Oh, is this this thing on the this horse with the money? The thing on the horse with the money. Yes, I saw you playing this. What is this? Uh, you are... Some kind of monarch. The important thing is the crown, apparently. Ah. And um, you are basically going to a land and finding people and giving them money and getting them to do jobs and ultimately improving 
the area they're in and, and keeping them safe from these little creatures called the greed Ooh. that come out at night. And you help them by building catapults and, like, uh, like walls um, to protect the like village. Walls, pointy walls, and like uh, little guard towers and things, and it, then and farms and yeah. stuff. It makes sense to me that the, the 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 creatures are called the greed because when they catch you, if they catch you, oh, they just take all your money. They do take all your money, which is why uh, there were times towards the end of the first island when I was like. Please don't hurt my people. I will stand here. You can take all my money. <laughs> oh, no. Because um, I would rather they take my money. We can earn more by farming. Yeah. Then... Listen, listen, the greed. If you have yeah. a problem, if if you need some distribution of wealth, we can help you out. Yeah, just don't destroy the ability for us to produce the things we need over exactly. here on the farm. We, 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 have a, we have more than, than we need. We can help you, too. Join yeah. us. Perhaps you, too, could bec- become a farming community. We'll go through a weird purple... Portal, and perhaps we can teach you how to some some farming there. And grow some rutabagas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see. I mean, I know that when you go through to the Nether, you know, if you try and put anything down, it just explodes. So, no beds in the Nether. Oh no. No. That's a shame. <laughs> never, never, never. Did you have a good time once you worked out what you were doing? Because you seemed a little disoriented at first. I was very disoriented at first, and then I looked up a guide about sort of getting started, and I played through the first island and I went. Oh, it's all right. And I started playing the second island and went, oh, it's another one where basically I'm doing the same thing again, this, but it's now the difficulties increased. This is like that space terraforming thing. Where exactly. You, yeah, okay. Where you, you terraformed one planet and the next one was, oh, the same thing, but harder. The same thing, but harder. No, I'm good. I've I've experienced your gameplay loop. Yeah. It, like, it's pretty. I love the pixel art style. Yeah. I, I like all the... The, um, the animation of the pixel art is lovely. Yeah, the animation's great. Horse though. moves very nicely. Horse, like, runs beautifully. Yeah. And then when it gets tired, it's, you get little s- steam Aww. coming out of its nostrils. Aww. And it won't run again for a while. And does little... If it would do, like, a little rise up and, and whinny if you try and It's a it very towards. pretty game. It's very pretty. I think I'm done with it, though. Yeah, it... Seemed like you were. Yeah, it it was it was free on Epic Store. I'm glad I hadn't paid for it before then because I've been thinking about it. I was like, oh, I've seen some people playing that and that looks fun. Yeah, and I played it myself and went, mm, free was the right did. price for you. I mean, I, <laughs> it's an indie game. I probably would have paid like Cup, couple a couple of good for it. Yeah, <laughs> and been happy for that experience. But yeah. Um, yeah. It largely got forgotten that's, until it was like, oh, it's just the free thing this week. I'll have that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all right. And I'm sure for other people, they will have more fun with it. Yeah. Just not for you. Not for me. Uh, I finished playing Ickenfell this week. How the icky? Um, generally, I had a very good time with it. Um, I know this. I ex- edited it. Yeah, you edited a video where I talked all about it, but I'm going to tell you about it again because the listener hasn't heard my thoughts. Although they might have. If they've watched Accessibility, they might have. But Ooh, independent bits of audience. I'll talk about it anyway. Um, so yeah, Ickenfell. A really charming little game. Visually, really charming. All of the characters are very, uh, very wholesome. I liked overall where the plot went and sort of how it resolved. I liked that a lot of characters that had problems with each other didn't just have those problems magically evaporate as soon as the story was done. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, people who had grievances still had their grievances and that was okay. And it felt like a very healthy way to process 
the the things that had gone on in the ending. And people that um, have problems with themselves they got better at dealing with that. Yeah, well. yeah, generally so. It was it was a very wholesome, lovely thing. Um What I saw seemed lovely. Yeah. I have some problems with it. Like the the biggest problem I have with this game is as it gets later game the main way that the game decides to be like, this is more difficult, is by making the fight last longer by giving the enemy much more health. And it's not necessarily doesn't make it more difficult. The, the reason it stretches the fight out is because as the player, by the end of the game, you've got a pretty good ability to um, recover health pretty r- rapidly and to keep yourself from losing it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of health maintenance and recovery options. And as such... If you find a rhythm where it's like, I can keep my health stable and be doing damage to the boss, it's just a matter of, okay, how long is it until the boss will decide to die? And there's not much visual feedback to tell you if you're getting close to that point or not. It just kind of... Spongy. Yeah, it gets a little spongy to the end. Um, I very much recommend people go into the settings of that game and turn on the victory button, because honestly, toward the end, just fucking victory button some stuff and go to the boss fights. Um... It's like, I don't mind that so much with a boss fight, but when I'm fighting a regular enemy and it's been going on for 10 minutes, I'm like, just fucking hit the victory button, let me get on with this. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, the boss fights were of an interesting enough quality the that that I was willing to persist with what was a kind of poorly paced, little drawn out boss fight. But um, yeah, really charming little game. It... Um, I very much enjoyed its cast of queer characters and felt that... The the way it presented its characters was very accurate to the way that I have often been around friends. I've seen criticism <laughs> from um straight people who I've, don't act like that. Yeah, I've seen cis straight people review this game and basically go, "Why are the gay people being so like vocal about the fact they're gay? Why are they just this is what we like? Yeah, when why you're are they around. excitedly? Exci- yeah, like." It's a very cis-straight thing to look at a game in which a person is like, oh my god, I'm so fucking gay for her, oh my god, um, while surrounded by other gay people and go, that's not realistic. I've done this. Yep. I've I've done the, like, hey, hey, gals, gals, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a real big gay right now. I believe you, me, and Becky have gone round in circles at each other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. It's, it's like, oh, I'm so fucking, oh, I'm so fucking gay. I'm very gay right now. Yeah, we will walk into the room and just shout wife at each other and just point and be like, ah, I'm gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like, I'll have conversations with Becky that will be like, I love you, I love you too, gay. Exactly. <laughs> and like, that that's the kind of thing that I think Ickenthal gets really right with its queer characters. Is yeah. it, it gets that kind of like, that energy of the way that LGBTQIA plus people act and talk when they're around other people like them when they're not around yeah when they're not around the cis straights and also oh oh, so many lgbt characters all in one place grouped together yeah that's what we do we flock for safety we do this yeah pretty much i i i was very pleased with this these aspects um I, I will say the other problem I have, and by the time you listen to this, maybe this won't be a thing, but it's something to maybe be aware of. Um, 
as of a week or so after the game was published, um, at least on Switch, which is the platform I was playing on, there is a patch that is apparently coming at some point, which has not gone live on the Switch yet. Ah, uh, the joys um, of getting through certification. Yeah, like I, I get it, but equally, like it's kind of a, it's kind of a big problem that this got through in the first place. Yep. Um. So the th- the game has three non-binary characters. I believe last week on Quips I said two. Um. There is a character that uses they them pronouns, one that uses Z Z neo pronouns, mm-hmm. and one non-binary character who uses he him pronouns. I didn't know that last week because the line of dialogue that has them confirm that they are non-binary just didn't load. It feels very weird that that's one thing that doesn't load. Yeah, like that's the like, thing. I, like I've only coded a few games, but yeah, like here's here's the thing. I am a. I don't want to say I'm suspicious, but it's weird. That something that seems like a real big thing to slip through the cracks and to not notice, like that seems like a big thing to not notice, right? Yeah. Um, and then additionally, at one point late in the game, and again, this might have been fixed by the time that you hear this podcast, but um, one of the characters, Nell, who uses they/them pronouns, uh, gets misgendered. It's not an attempt to be like, ah, the character has misgendered them. The the developer just put the wrong pronoun in. The developer machine. Yeah, the developer, the person who created the character and gave them their pronouns, got the pronouns wrong. Um, and that is a big oversight. That's a thing where it's like, the fact that nobody caught that before that game went out. Mm-hmm. Especially in something like that goes so hard on the diversity aspect. Yeah, that's the thing. Like For a game that goes so hard on the diversity aspect, to completely miss the, the canon existence of one non-binary character and misgender another that's two of the three non-binary characters that have some kind of problem Mm. in the launch version and that's weird and uh, the thing that makes me feel kind of awkward and I feel the need to acknowledge this is um if it was only that once in the game I that that Nell was misgendered I might have been more forgiving of it Mm -hmm. the the same day that I I noticed that and was like hey what's up with that um, the developer in a tweet to me also misgendered Nell, very quickly deleted and took it down. The same misgendering. It does make me go, oh, is that your default? When you think of this character, is that the pronoun you're defaulting to and you're having to make an effort to change it to they, them? Which I'm also concerned because I got the impression from re- uh, reading some of the Twitter stuff around this as well that there are some real people... Who's yeah. been put in this game? Yeah, that's... And I really hope that Nell isn't based on a real person. Yeah, and someone is misgendered. It would be a real shame if Nell is based on a real non-binary person with they/them pronouns who, in the game and outside of the game, has been misgendered. That would be a real shame. That would um, suck. And again, I get it. Human error happens. It mistakes happen. Those three things make me kind of cautious. Yeah. Um, and like make me make me. A little uncertain about my recommendation. And again, by the time you play this, those two in-game issues probably will have been patched by then. Probably will have gotten through certification. Mm. And, you know, uh, developer, to their credit, within seconds had deleted uh, incorrect re- tweet and retweeted. Like, it's... I mean, do we know like how many queer people are involved in the I I know that there are non-binary people who've worked on that game in roles relating to the writing. Um, oh, yeah. The the there there are non-binary people who had input on the writing and had the ability to 
check for these things. So I don't mm. think it was malicious, but it is always concerning when a game goes this hard on like, hey, look at all the representation we're doing. And, and fucks, it up. fucks it up in some key, like, oh, that's a real big thing to just mess up. Yeah. Um, so, like... I was concerned <sighs> that you were going to say it was like, yeah, well, like, they they had a couple of people that consulted on it, but ultimately it's no, I, largely... They have had, they have had um, trans and non-binary people have worked on the game mm. um, uh, in, in capacities such as... Um, I, I, the 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 content warning system, for mm-hmm. example, like there, there are writing roles that have had trans or non-binary people involved yeah. in in the writing stuff. So, again, I don't think it's the game trying to be malicious, but I feel a bit weird, and I feel like I need to talk about that because, yeah. like, here's the thing: Out, outside of that, I had a delightful time with the game, and I've been really like bigging it up. I've been having mm-hmm. a lot of fun with it, and I think it is worth well worth checking out. Just. Definitely. I mean, Just be of aware. all the Magic School uh, oh, games yeah. being talked about at the moment, this I is... think this is definitely the oh, obvious one. I would 1 million percent prefer to see a bunch of people playing this than playing uh, the Hogwarts game with its myriad of cis-straight white protagonists. Like, Well, but there's, there's like a whole black kid in there. A, a whole one. A whole one is there. But there's there's also that Irish kid that's always blowing stuff up. Yeah, there is there is more than one non-white character in the in the main playable cast in this. In the Hooray. main cast. Yeah, and I think half half of the playable cast are non-binary, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's it, at least five, if not six, uh, all six of the playable characters are LGBT in some form. Mm. So, yeah, good game with some caveats. What what about you? What you been playing this week? Oh, what did I play? I played. Uh, we, we played together. <laughs> we played some Seven Wonders Duel. Yeah. D- tell us about Seven Wonders Duel. It's the so basically there exists a game called Seven Wonders, and it claims to be I think two to six players. Okay. And people have said it just doesn't really work in two player. Yeah, a lot of so games are like that. I, I believe it's being re released this year with upgraded art and stuff. And they've changed it to three to however many players. Yeah. Which is probably for the best, because Seven Wonders Duel exists, and it is specifically like, hey, here is a two-player, very head-to-head version of this game. It is a quick, simple two-player game, and it, it's, it's a really fun little thing. Yeah, you can knock out a game of this in about half an hour. Yeah. 20 minutes once you know the rules. And it, it feels very pacey as well. Yeah, especially like the first round. Yeah. So the the general gist is you are trying to get as many points as possible by building your your various empires and it's basically there's a bunch of cards on the table some of them are overlapping each other you can only pick up cards that aren't that don't have any cards on top of them yeah I think like solitaire style games some of them will be face down some of them will be face up it'll be arranged in such a way that you can only take like the bottom yeah. open ones uh, and you, any that like no longer have anything on top of them then get flipped up so you can sort of see what they are and are accessible yeah and you're basically trying to get uh, resource cards that will every turn give you some resources to spend on other things um getting uh, various ways to buy resources for cheaper. Things that improve um, your economy. Yeah, um, just straight up point buying, or there's a couple of different ways you can win the game. Like, you could be uh, investing in military points that'll sort of push your token towards one side of a board, or trying to get all of these little science tokens to be like, aha, I researched all the science, mm-hmm. and I win that way. Yep. 
Um, or just a points victory. Yeah. And yeah, basically you are you draft four wonders each at the beginning of the game. You can only build a total of seven, so whoever builds the, the, the seventh one, yeah. the other person is immediately locked out of their final one. Yeah. Um, and those wonders will have things on them like, uh, take an extra turn, or this is just worth some victory points, or this will generate you some some stuff and some victory points. Yeah. It's yeah, it's um, it's a lot of fun. That that first round is real pacey. Yeah, the the game split into these three rounds where the cards are like different decks of cards and they're all sort of oriented in different uh, layouts. That first round is very fast paced, trying to get your like what resources turn to turn will I be generating? Like that first round is all about getting the base down that you're going to play off of. Yep. Um. Round three, by comparison, is very like get point cards, get them now, and then point two somewhere in the middle. It's trying to build your engine a bit. Yeah. So the first round is very much a here. Here are are pretty much only things that will generate you income of some sort, be that yeah. bricks or stone or papyrus or well, less papyrus and glass. Papyrus and glass mostly comes in the second age. Yeah. Um. But at that time, you're also getting slightly more militaristic. Yeah. Um, you're getting more uh, buildings specifically related to the city, so things that will allow you to pay less to buy things from the shop. Yeah. Um, and then there's like just cards that have little icons on them, and if you get that card with that icon later on in the game, instead of playing paying the cost for a card that sh- shows that symbol, you can just have that. Yeah, you just have it for free because you've got the matching icon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a sort of pairing game that goes on where you can get um, some pretty big bonuses if you can get two cards with a matching symbol. Yep. But the game very much becomes about like, oh god, that person needs that symbol, don't let them get it because they'll get a real big bonus if they do. I mean, you say that, but like... Some of the blue cards, which are just basically point uh, victory points for the end of the game, some yeah. of them are as high or higher than um, yeah. that that one particular. I think it's uh, the philosophy uh, yeah. science victory, which is worth seven points. Yeah, but there's like there's definitely stuff that requires you to be aware of what your opponents got, what they're playing. Mm. Um, there's little interesting interactions back and forth between the two things like. If your opponent has, uh, let's say, like two stone cards Mm -hmm. and you want to buy stone from the bank, it's going to cost you two gold more because your opponent has two stone. So, like, Mm. the more of a resource your opponent has, the more expensive it becomes to buy from the bank for you. Yep. Um, Yeah, there's lots of little interesting ways that, like, what your opponent is doing is relevant to your choices. It's not playing two separate games next to each other. Make sure you've got some of everything during that first round. Oh, God, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If at all you can. Um, Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we played a game and went straight back into playing another because it's just short enough that you can do that. It's a a short game. It's simple to explain. Pretty short setup. Short setup. The rules are like... You don't really need to... Once you know the, the, the turn structure... Yeah, it's really really simple, and you'll just have like the the back page of the manual because it's got like a guide for yeah. what everything does. For symbols, where it's like this does this lets me do something. What does it do? I'll look what does at the that page. Do? And by the time I think we've played three or four games of this, we'll probably know them all. Oh, anyway. I reckon so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're all pretty self-explanatory once you start to understand. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. It's a good small box game. I would definitely recommend. For... Same. I think it's one we're going to come back to a fair bit. I hope so. Yeah. 
Uh, we played another thing together. Yes. We, we started playing some of that spooky card game. Spooky! Um, so we've talked about the Arkham Horror Living Card game previously on here. Yeah. Um, it's a core base set for two players. It's deck building in a box uh, where you will build a deck and you will keep that between cam- like campaign sections. The core game comes with uh, three parts. So you start Mm. off uh, stuck in your home, Mm. and then you go out into Arkham slightly further, and then you go out into Arkham Woods because somebody's trying to summon some kind of unspeakable evil. Yeah. And that's fine. (laughs) Um, There's aspects of, uh, like, as I say, the deck building, uh, like, building up uh, what sorts of... uh, like what kind of character you want yeah there's like an experience point system where depending on how well you do during each section you will have points that you can go okay well i'm gonna invest and buy some more of this type of card yeah. or a higher level version of this type of card mm. um and new cards get added to the pool between bits of the campaign not in the core game okay Sorry, yeah, I've jumped ahead slightly, yeah, haven't I? A little bit. Um, oh. But yeah, that, so that that's the core game. I think we talked about it either earlier yeah. this year or maybe late last year. I think it was earlier this year. This year's lasted forever, so it's hard yeah. to tell. I think it was around the start of lockdown when we were looking for things to play over multiple weeks. Because mm-hmm. it's like, ah, oh, we'll just wait this out. Um, yeah, so I was very excited having played that. I very much enjoyed it. I liked the idea of, hey, here is all of the deck building stuff from, like, any collectible card game. Yeah. But you you don't have to worry about, like, oh, I didn't get this thing in this booster box. It's, everything is in this box. You will yeah. have the same things as everyone else. And you're just having fun with other people sharing the box with you yeah. and making decks. Mm. So, I was curious about getting uh, the first deluxe expansion, uh, yeah. called, which is uh, the Dunnish Legacy. Yeah, which is not just like one box you buy. It's split into a bunch of parts because they wanted to be confusing. Because Fantasy Flight Games wanted to make a fuck ton of money. Just let me buy one box that has the expansion, please. And if if we'd paid full price, I think this works out to like 200 quid. Fuck. So you go from the first box, which I think is about £35 full original retail price. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don't pay that. I think you can get it for like 11 quid if you keep hunting around well enough. I mean, yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, so Dunnish Legacy is available. I was like, I'm not going to get Dunnish Legacy if I can't get all of the, the, the Mythos packs. And three out of the six Mythos packs, um, I think uh, one, four and five have been out of print this year. I, I get one being out of print. Lots of people dipping their toes in to yeah. start the campaign. Four and five, but not two and three is weird. And not six. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was it was a weird one. Um, so yeah, I, I'm. It, it recently started turning up on on sites like uh, BoardGame.co yeah. in affordable, not two hundred pound prices. Well, this is the thing though. It, it's so, because it's sold so split apart. It's very difficult if you're not paying attention to keep an eye on exactly how much it is. Yeah, because it's like, oh, you want you want to buy the the booster box, the the deluxe booster box, which is you know the base Dunnish Legacy, which was those first two uh, campaign aspects we played, mm. a bunch of new cards for deck building, a bunch of new characters that are way hardier than the original characters, mm. uh, and noticed significantly like health and mental well being are yeah. a, a lot stronger than they were on those base characters. <laughs> 
I oh God, this is the other thing. There is a uh, like a deluxe deluxe expansion oh. on top of both of these. So there is like a return to um, whatever the the the, the core set campaign is called. Mm. Which is, hey, we've upgraded some things, we've corrected some things, and we've made it a bit harder. So people who've been through this a few times will have more experience. And it's just like, here's some extra cards for that. A Knight of the Zealot, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, and then there's like Return to Dunnish Legacy, which a lot of people online have said, yeah, there's some problems with Dunnish Legacy, and this kind of corrects a lot of them. So okay. like, wow, they went back through and just flat out corrected things. Like, well, that, that's a little bit concerning. This is so confusing and complicated, and I don't understand. Well, well the, basically, you will get, in a box, you get some player characters, um, some cards for each of the five factions. Um, so, like, uh, you've got your, your guardians, who are basically, like, your cops and your, your uh, sort of... Uh, detective types, people who use a lot of guns and will use like authority, whether they actually are cops or whatever, to to mm. just sort of, I shoot things and I punch things and that is my job. And then you've got people who are a bit more like bookish, uh, like the character I'm playing at the moment, I think it's uh, Rex Murphy. Mm. So like, it's lots of like, hey, you will have allies who are librarians and things and you can get like tome artifacts that will help you do certain things in game or give you bonuses to certain things. So it is usually a good idea to get at least one person who is very good at punchy and one person who is very good at thinky. Yeah. We make a good team. We do, we do. We swapped around from the roles we had the first time around, but you were the punchy and I was the thinky. Well, you weren't just the thinky, you were you were magical too, I seem to remember. I was magic, I was psychic thinky. Yeah, and I can't remember how that played Adams? out. Yes. Oh, you, yeah, you won. I, I died um, fighting the, the last boss. Oh yeah, you like kamikaze the final final boss. You you went in guns blazing. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we've started. You you somehow worked out how to, what this game is and what the parts are and managed I, to get and, it and, and found all of the parts. Didn't yeah. spend whatever ridiculous didn't, amount. Definitely didn't pay full price. I think I played less than half price on pretty much every single part of this. Okay, uh, it was still fairly expensive. Yeah, it sounds it. Um, but we we we've been playing through it. We have. We've been um, playing through that new one. So we've done the uh, core camp or or the. The core box for uh, Dunnage Legacy Deluxe Expansion, mm. which is extracurricular extracurricular activity, where you are you are sent to a uh, university to find out uh, find a missing professor. There appears to be some kind of monster on campus, and the students are in danger. Sort that shit out. Yeah, and we played through it, and we, there was there was basically a point at the end. It's like, well, our mission is complete an objective. I am sitting ready to release one objective. Yeah. You are seconds away from another one, and we know where to go to do a third. Yeah. And we, we picked the one that seemed the most imminently a problem, like, oh, if we don't do this, it's going to cause us problems later. Apparently, in some ways, that was the wrong thing to do, maybe? It's unclear. It's, it's an Arkham Horror card game, so, like, the aspect of, hey, not everything is going to be good. No matter what you do, something bad is going to happen. Yeah. I um, think we cho chose the least bad thing, though. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, yeah, I won't spoil it for anyone, but then you you can play both of these parts in any order. Yeah. And depending on how you do that, it will very much change what happens exactly. Yes. Um, some things will trigger before other things, or trigger in different ways. 
Um, we got to the the uh, casino or whatever it was, mm. uh, the with a uh, that was fronted behind a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, we went in. We had some experiences there as a result of the fact that we'd been doing the university mission first. There were consequences there, in there this. There were a lot of dead people. Um, <laughs> and we had a, like, a victory of sorts. It, it, it all feels like a, hey, this is a real downer moment, but yay. <laughs> uh, we, we achieved some good things in that mess of a casino level. I, I feel like in both scenarios there, we definitely did the best thing. Yeah. Like, probably. As far as I can tell, because now we are in the... We are about to start the third um, Mythos pack. Yeah. Um, I've set up all the decks ready for that to go whenever we next get time to yeah. play it. And, like, looking at our campaign journal, um, like, I think we, we've we've made some friends yeah. who may help us or not later. At the moment, I don't think anyone's actually dead. Uh, well, no one that we care about necessarily, plot-wise. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I think, actually think, I think we've done a pretty good job of keeping people alive, keeping ourselves sane yeah. uh, and healthy because neither of us mm. have taken any like permanent damage yet. Yeah. Uh, as I, as I accidentally said earlier, uh, this, this one gives us some extra cards in between steps of the campaign. That's like, oh, here's some new things you might want to add to your deck now that you've made it a bit further in. Yeah. So each mythos pack contains additional cards for each type of, um, for each of the, deck of, color. each of the, each of the five factions. So you'll get some like generic cards. You'll get some for the guardians, some for the rogues, some for, yeah. the, I can't remember what they all are, hmm. but yeah, like, so there's like, and and rather than having uh, those all in the the pool when we started, I was like, I'll leave them as part of the mythos packs. Yeah, like maybe if we go through again in future, it would be like I'll make them, you know, just leave them all in the pool rather than yeah, fucking about trying to sort them all back into their <laughs> their mythos packs. But like. Yeah, like, it's been good to go, oh, here's a thing, let's introduce yeah, this now. It's that, that little hit of a booster pack feeling of like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I've got some new cards, any of these I want to put in my deck. Yeah. Uh, uh, most been packs. <laughs> I mean, there's been a few that we've put in. Yeah, there, there, I mean, there certainly has been uh, when we finished, or when we started um, yeah. uh, Essex County Express. Train! Yes. Train! That was a really interesting yeah. mission. I, I, I think, like, my my praise for that mission is the same as my overall praise for this second campaign, which is that they've done a really good job not only of having um, feeling like there are more diverting uh, options of how you can end levels, mm-hmm. but like a lot of the levels feel mechanically distinct from each other. Yes. Like the original base game, all of the missions were essentially go find the room where the thing is, fight the monster. Like it was a very mm-hmm. similar structure, but yeah. this one is like. You've got the find the monster level. Uh, the casino one was much more, oh, we can see a looming threat and it isn't doing anything yet, but it's going to. Yes. And like, and, and that threat is building. Yeah. And, building. And, and watching it build up on the board was really interesting. Um, I don't want to spoil the train one, but the way it subverts your expectations of the way you've played the game up to this point mm-hmm. was really interesting. Yes. It, it forces you to throw aside how you would normally play the game and all of your instincts. Mm-hmm. And, that was really fun. Yeah. Um, and the one that came after that, where there was only one enemy. Yes. And it but... was just an enemy that got worse and worse and worse. Yep. And like that, that was... I wouldn't die. Yeah. 
every one we've played so far has felt like very mechanically distinct and I can go, that's the one where we had that gameplay mechanic. Yeah. And that's been really cool. Yeah, it's been really cool. I, I mean, it really feels like the, the core experience was, hey, do you want to just understand the system full stop? And this has felt much more like, okay, we're going to we're we're gonna gonna have some big, fun in we're this We're going on a big, sprawling, weird adventure. Yes. And so far we've done two of the Mythos packs. We're set up for the third one. And there's still three more after that to get through. We, um, we've got a lot of game to do. Yeah. And like... I mean, it's been lovely, but I, I'm not sure I would necessarily buy much more of the, in the way of the expansions for this. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot it'll, of sense. Unless the prices come down a bit. Yeah, this seems like one of those, like, what we should probably do is, you know, leave it a while and then come back and play this again, but with different yeah. characters and take a different route. Because there's definitely things we could have done differently. Definitely, and like, now that we've got a full cycle and the core base set. Like it yeah. feels like there are much more options for deck building. Yeah. And like just like honing what your deck what your deck is gonna be and what your character's gonna be hmm. that wasn't available when we just had yeah. the core set or I, if we just had the core set and the Dunnage Legacy. I, I feel like there's enough here now that we can go through the content we've got more than once and oh, yeah. get interesting new things Definitely. out of it. Definitely, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and it, like, it would be quite interesting to take uh, the new characters and like see how they would survive Night of the Zealot. Oh, indeed. Yeah. Um, and like some of the new cards and stuff, and and just experiment with it a bit more. Yeah. Like, plus, by the time we've got this through, this is going to be so long since we played Night of the Zealot, and exactly. There's there's definitely cards that didn't go into the pool. Yeah. So we've never there's we've never seen stuff from that from when we first played it. Yeah. And then like even with the the train one we just did, there's like a bunch of like train cars we never saw. Yeah. There's that's... three different versions of the engine yeah. and we have that's, only seen. That's one of the them. other thing this one does well that that I didn't talk about is having um multiple variants of cards and you won't use all of them. So that next time you do it, it's like, oh, there might just be a totally different room next mm -hmm. time. That's really cool. Yeah, so it's not like you've solved this, you know exactly what happens yeah. every time. It's like for that train one, oh yeah, we know what we need to do, but what we're going to have to do on the way there... You don't necessarily, though. There's three oh, different yeah, there's versions different, of the train, the train car. car. Yeah, you're right. So depending on what version of the actual, uh, the engine we yeah. get, the plot could be completely fucking different. Ah. Uh. I'm having fun with this. I really am. I'm excited um, to play. I'm excited enough about this campaign to be like, let pandemic season zero is gonna <laughs> pandemic Le legacy season zero arrives on. I think the it, it should be here on Friday. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying this enough to be like, let's finish this first. Let's finish this. Yeah. I'm. I'm not just gonna <laughs> drop it the second pandemic shows up. <laughs> fuck you, Akamara. I mean, a lot of board games. I'd go. Ah, fuck it. Pandemic's here. Yeah, but I think, like, just generally, like, campaign games have been yeah. a good thing. Oh, this has been the year of campaign games for us. It really has. And, like, I think, like, the next big one on my list is probably um, Scythe with the uh, Rise of Fenris expansion. Ooh. Because it's a resettable campaign, like, eight-mission campaign. Ah. Of, hey, do you want to just experience that, but with a bit of something different in it? Nice. Uh, and just like record your things and the fact that it's resettable as well. Yes. Because like obviously Pandemic Legacies 1 and 2 have been great. Yeah. But we were left with a bunch of spare parts and a lot of recycling. Yes. Like they are fantastic. They are oh, definitely yeah. worth the money and the time. Yeah. But... Especially if you can get them at a discount price. Yeah. Definitely not super resettable. 
Yeah, I definitely recommend uh, checking out what Zatu's prices on are on yeah. those because you can get them for like, I think forty five quid. I've seen like Pandemic yeah. Legacy one, which is about as much as a standard big box game. Yeah, I feel like that's a reasonable amount. Yeah, especially for the amount you get out of that. Oh god, yeah, just weeks and weeks of constant play. Con- weeks of constant play, or you know, if you put pl- if you play through yeah. it like on a monthly basis and have it as we yeah. we play it as per the game, we do one game per month or two if we need to retry a month. Yeah. Like if that is your thing, that is great. Like that's a game where if we weren't in the middle of an actual pandemic I'd be like, hey, do you want, like, local group? Do you want to get, like, another copy of this? I mean, we have that local group where we might well at some Which point. we do, because they actually have a started copy. The, yes. The, the copy I've talked about before. Um, yes. That they're like, we could just not tell the other two people that I, uh, we Considering started. how long it's been, I don't think... I don't think the other two will the mind. The other two will mind or notice. Um, I think just... I want to play through that again yeah. with new people. Yeah, I mean, as long as we keep quiet about the actual plot yeah, elements we'll, and let we'll... them make the decisions. Yeah. I still think that would be a lot of fun yeah. to experience with other people. And also, like, to try it, just see how it goes with a full complement of four. Exactly. Because we pretty much walked it with two. Yeah. And Pandemic always seems just a little bit harder with more people. Yeah. So that's 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 what we've been doing with that card game. Yeah. You played anything else this week? I don't know. I've I got so into that I kind of forgot everything. <laughs> uh I I can rush through some bits quickly. Jeez. Um I played some more Hades. I'm getting real good at that. Um I'm up to like six wins now, I think, and mm-hmm. I got my first win with a weapon that wasn't the uh the fists. I had a win with the uh what was it? The the gun, the I gun. think. I had a gun win. I had my first gun win. I had two back-to-back wins on stream. I felt very proud of myself. Um, I continued playing Fall Guys Season 2. I like that they are, uh, every now and then, like, on about a weekly basis, putting in new playlists where it's like, hey, do you want to play, like, these kind of maps? And, like, rather than just playing the random pool, it'll be like, "Uh, this playlist is all maps that have the pink goo under them where if you fall in, you're insta-die. Or uh, this is all showdown matches where it's just everyone trying to get to the finish line and that's it and mm. it they've been doing a good job of mixing up the playlist so that it's like it feels a bit more authored than mm. it previously has done and you can jump into like specific stuff that might be your jam i really need to get back to playing that because i mainly because i want a spoopy outfit ah uh, they got good spoopy outfits I've now seen. Yeah. So, I, don't wanna... <laughs> I don't necessarily want to play the game, I just want the spoopy outfit. I mean, that's totally fair. That's, <laughs> va- that's valid. My beam needs to be spoop. <laughs> um, and the only other thing I've played is I've played more Among Us. Ooh. Uh, I managed to do a stream of that. You did? With, you got uh... like a whole eight people? Yeah, uh, I streamed with Jim and Conrad and uh, a bu- bunch of other lovely people. Um, Daniel and Wendy. And... Yeah, and... Um... Miles and his husband yep. from Gender Euphoria, mm-hmm. and we had a real lovely, uh, we had a real lovely stream. Yeah. Um, Conrad is real good at just lying straight to people's faces. It turns I can out that. he's very, he's very good at playing the fool. Oh, no, I mean, what? have you listened to Fish Shark? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have learned that Wendy, sweet innocent Wendy, <laughs> sw- like wouldn't hurt a fly. It's Wendy, always the sweet and innocent ones. Brutal and ruthless. <laughs> um, every time that I got killed by Wendy, it was in the first five seconds of the match. I would turn one corner and get stabbed. 
Like, within seconds, she's on a fucking she's murder... She's on a murder spree. Stab, get in the vent. Like, guys are so sad. Yeah. That, that game continues to be fun, if you can get the people together for it. Mm-hmm. It is chaotic, and it requires... Um, there is management of technology that is involved, which is a thing. All that going onto Discord and having a... Yeah. I'll set up things so people can talk during the, the talkie bits. Yes, indeed. Like, having to mute and unmute people at the right times mm-hmm. is a bit of a thing. But there is a really fun game there. And I, I'm. it's nice that a game that has sort of blown up and become so popular and that requires multiple people to have copies of the game is still so cheap that they haven't, like, raised the price up or anything as soon as it got popular. Yeah. I think it's, like, £3 to buy the Steam version. Like, I think there's a free version you can play on phones and you can cross-play with Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the paid version that has multiple maps and all the outfits, it's, like, £3. Which is the kind of price where you can go, oh, it'd be really fun to play this. Yeah, I'll pick it up on a whim to yeah. jump in a match. It's it's not like I'm having to commit to a full game. It's not like, wait, hey, everyone, I want to play a tabletop game. Should we get a copy of Tabletop Simulator? Ugh. Yeah. Gotta buy a four-pack of that for 40 quid or something. Yeah, it's 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 nice to have something that is such a, an affordable, yeah, sure, I'll buy a copy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's everything I've played. That's everything I've played. Well then, time for this. Time for this. What time is it? It's four a.m. No, it's not food o'clock. Food. It. How? How is this a problem? It's getting darker right now. Food. No. Okay, I'm putting my headphones in. How? These are the strongest, most powerful headphone earplugs known available on the market. Should have put in concrete in my ears. There's no. 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 Will you accept cuddles? Ooh, you, can, you, you can come and sit on, on, my, on my chest. Meow, food. Okay, uh, how meow. about just, well, just just like a little bit of food now, like quarter of a pouch now? More. Just quarter of a pouch right now, and then you can have the rest in like three hours when you're due to have breakfast. That's a long time away now. Look, if I give you a whole thing now... Meow. You're not going to get any more food later on until dinner time. Dinner time. Not until dinner time. You get nothing until dinner. Half sachet, then cuddles. Okay. Master negotiator. I'm tired. It's not fair. (laughs) Right, right, okay, okay, everyone, uh, everyone gather back, settle down back there. <laughs> yes, okay, so, uh, ongoing problems, <laughs> pro- problems in the country, <laughs> not, not, not problems for us, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, we've got to try and stop them generally rioting, <laughs> so we have to keep them a little bit under control, See, be seen to be doing something, right? <laughs> So the main issues at the moment are the ongoing COVID problem, uh, the starving children over the Christmas period, uh, 
the general shambles of Brexit, uh, and a sort of just a malaise from everyone here in the cabinet. I mean, uh, people don't seem to like us very much on that side. Uh, I don't understand why. Oh, well, exactly. I mean, we're very, very rich. Why can't they like us more? Boo to them. Boo to them, indeed, bloody pobs. Right, so uh, does anyone have any idea on how we might sort of uh, get through this? What, 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 what are our options here? Um, well... Do we have any friends that we can throw millions of pounds at to make it seem like we're doing something to help, but we're just really helping each other? Well, I mean, who's left at this point? I mean, we've bunged billions to some of them. Ah, exactly. I'm, I'm sure there's... Is there anyone in the room that we haven't bunged some millions to yet? Uh, what, what if I set up a company in the name of Joris Bonson? Oh, Joris Bonson, wonderful. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll spend a tenner on, on shares in that company. It's a ten-pound company. Uh, oh, I mean, fuck it. It, it. It's based in the Bahamas now. And, uh, yeah, I'll tender myself, uh, a billion? A billion, billion? to, um, solve... The, uh, all the problems. Just say it's for all of the problems. Yeah, we'll, we'll solve the the COVID we're, starving we're creating, children Brexit. We're creating an app to solve the COVID starving children Brexit. Brilliant, Wonderful. brilliant, brilliant, and Wonderful. yeah, a billion pounds for that. <laughs> so, <gasps> what has gone in your eye meat places? Uh, not a huge amount. Uh, sh- should we talk about that? Th- that. Interesting short thing we watched <laughs> yesterday before dinner. From the Blender Foundation. Yeah, uh, we watched something called Cosmos Laundromat First Cycle. Yeah. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's like 10, 12 minutes long. It's, yeah, it's like 12 minutes uh, long. Plus wa- warning. It's labelled like guidance as the age rating. Yeah, there's mm. a content warning for... Oh, content warning for like quite, quite depicted suicide at the start. Yeah. Um, like... The the blurb tells you that that is a thing. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be quite that graphic. Yeah. So like, it's about a sheep, a sheep that's depressed and wants to kill himself. He can talk. He's communicable. He's somehow more depressed seeming than Eeyore. Like he's got he's got bigger depression. He's got big vibes. Eeyore vibes, but like with more like what, actual what, intent. Yeah. What if Eeyore had intent? That is this sheep. And what if Eeyore with his is. His little squishy hooves was attempting to tie a rope around a branch. Oh, successfully tied it and was hanging off the tree, spasming off the, like, shaking off the tree. Like, and then, like, oh, that failed. Guess I'll go kill myself another way. By jumping off a cliff. It's fucking intense at the start. Yeah, it's it's an intense five minutes at the beginning. Yeah, that first few minutes of, like, oh, we're just going to watch a sad sheep pull a big log towards a cliff to throw off. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. And then this man shows up who somehow knows who the sheep is, knows him by name. Maybe he's God. We'll get to that in a minute. It's like, hey, hey, you've got like a minute, right? You want to go just on a an... minute of your time. Yeah, you want to go on like an adventure and have life be okay and just like, you know, go do new things that aren't this life you're in right now. And this person is advertised as a, as a salesperson. <laughs> yeah, and he puts this collar around the sheep's neck that's like the timer on a washing machine on a on a collar. And he's like, just stay there. Just stay there and everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. He puts his headphones on and walks away and Do you want to describe what happens? So the sheep's kind of freaking out, like, what do I do? What is this supposed to mean? Hey, explain this to me. And I initially thought that was going to be the whole thing. Yeah. Like, hey, I've given you something to focus on that isn't your own demise. Yeah, like, I thought the sheep was going to go chase after the man and be like, hey, how does the thing work? And he's like, I'm not telling you. 
the, the thing that's going to make me happy and, you know, make me not depressed. Oh, I'm not telling you. The, or the whole thing about, like, wait, there was going to be a, hey, stay alive and you have something yeah. to look forward to. That this was going to be some kind of, like, the mystery of what this thing he'd been given was was going to be his reason to keep living for a nope. little longer until the suicidal spell passed. Nope. No, There's not just going to be a all. rainbow voice. Uh, I should point out, like, th- this has so far taken place on this... Just, like, hilltop, like a, like a like, Scottish island. Like, a, like um, the, the the island where the yeah. Porgs live uh, in... Um, yeah, it's that island off of, off of the Star Wars new trilogy yeah, where Luke where lives. Yeah, where the Poppins live. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got that sort of, like, very high, craggy cliff sides surrounded on all sides by ocean and it's pissing with rain all the time yeah and the clouds part and a rainbow tornado comes and abducts this sheep yep um then like there's like this amazing sequence of the the sheep being quite kind of terrified about the fact oh, yeah. it's being lifted off out of oh, the air while yes. all the other sheep are like, what the fuck? Yeah, the, the sheep, the depressed sheep is like sprinting to get away from this fucking rainbow tornado. Yep. Not ready for that, 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 the drugs to hit. Just, well, I'm not what? ready, I'm not ready. <laughs> I think we've all been there. Well, while the, while the salesperson is sitting there with their headphones on, just like, oh. having their Guardians of the Galaxy moment just like jamming out to this tune. Yeah. And then the sheep is a caterpillar yep. in some kind of rainbow world. He's got many arms. He doesn't seem, like, concerned about it. He's just a bit perplexed. He's like, oh, hey, I've got so many little bug legs now. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, I need to know what happens next. In this. Yeah, apparently there is another one. Don't know if it's on you uh, on, on Netflix. Yeah. But, um, and it turns out that this man has been, like, he abducts people into other worlds and the worlds are in, like... He's got. Well, a, he's I got don't. A... I mean, we don't really know any more than that because there's just this scene of like a yeah. laundromat Full... where all all the washing machines have like the rainbow swelling... tornado universes. Yeah. Like my read of this is this is this is God and that's heaven. It's just him with his multiple universes being like, oh, you're depressed. You're not having a good time. Like, I, I knew that you were depressed because you know you I'm need God. Another spin cycle. Uh, yeah, I'll just I'll just pop you in another universe for a bit. You see how how, how that handles you. Yeah. See if, if you have a better time in there. Mm. I'm confused and baffled and kind of fascinated. Yeah. It's it's intense and it's weird. Gorgeous animation on oh, yeah. all the the hair and the grass. Like the the sheep like the the texture work on the sheep is fiber, incredible. Fiber animation like yeah. uh, animation of individual strands is fucking phenomenal. I would guess that's procedural cuz yeah, the like the 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 simulation stuff in this is incredible work. I I don't know which add-ons for Blender they're using, but yeah, the, this is some pretty amazing animation. Yeah. So we need to research that at some yeah. point, find out if there is more of it and if we can get some answers. Do we want answers or are we just enjoying the mystery? I Dang don't it. know. What about you? What did you watch this week? Hmm. Hmm. Do you want me to talk about something I've watched? No, I just need to have a quick look at my list. Here is my list. Where is my list? Ah, I've watched a lot of Or Shucks. Oh, yes, I've watched some of that with you. Or Away Shucks. Tell people what that is. Uh, Shut up and sit down, usually go to PAX and talk about video uh, board games and experience all of the board game stuff. But this year there is a global pandemic, so they're having Away Shucks, or Aw Shucks. (laughs) Um, Which is basically like they... They got the the board game developers to just send them a bunch of prototypes yeah. and new release stuff and go, will you just demo it for us? Yeah, this, isn't, show off this isn't like playing and giving preview impressions. It's, this is, I haven't oh, played it, yeah. I've read the manual, here is a setup, 
this is how it yeah. works. I've I've read enough to understand what like the turn order in the the strategy seems to be, but uh, I've not like actually tried it in practice. Here's what I know. Yeah, and Quinns is a great teacher of board games. Yeah, like he did that whole video on the teach of teaching other people board games. So going, I've not played this and still being able to go, I understand how all of this works. Yeah, and there's how, this bit and this is really And cool. how all the mechanics interact with each other. Like yeah. that is that is a good level of understanding. That's a good brain for decompressing mm-hmm. board games. Yeah, so we've we've had some really fascinating things, like from miniatures games to crunchy Euros and there's a couple of Euros I'm quite interested in there. Yeah. Um, I think it was like New York Zoo was one of them. Yes. Was a new Rainer Kanichi game where basically you collect tetraminos to build a, a zoo and uh, you have little enclosures and you collect animals and you breed animals and yeah. eventually you have to try and fill up your park. <laughs> and it's it's very, very cute and like j- simple, but with that act, like level of randomness that Rainer just loves adding to games. Hmm. Uh, what else was in there? There was the, oh, uh, I think Seventh Continent. Yeah. I could be getting that wrong. It's basically, what if a fighting fantasy book, <laughs> but it's a board game. So you have like, here is a tile and it goes here and you have like five options for which tile you could go to next. But like, how how would you want to explore this world? What do you want to risk doing or try doing? And then there's also like a whole, like, you're building the worlds as well aspect. There's this huge yeah. map with little pockets on it that you can just slide tiles in. Aww. And that's your, like, that, that's your campaign, basically. Um, it seems like there's an awful lot. Uh, this was a Kickstarter game the beginning of this year. They're looking to deliver next year. I think Backer Kit is still open on this if people want to get late involved or just watch the videos on that. Hmm. There's been loads of good Arshuk stuff. They have put in a ton of work. It is very clear they have worked very hard to get this. I understand why they had Worm Month now. Yeah. I don't know if you know about this. I don't know about Worm Month. Um, So at the beginning of the month, they were like, it's Worm Month. We're going to get into our sleeping bags and be worms until the 15th, I think it was, whenever Friday was. And then we're going to get out and then we're going to have our shucks, but then we're going to climb back into our sleeping bags again. Which is basically, we are working our asses off behind the scenes. You're not going to see new content from us this month. It's all going to happen way at the beginning of the month and then we're going to have a fucking rest. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm guessing all of these preview things have were filmed in the run-up this month, Mm. have taken a bloody long time to read through the manuals, learn how to set them up, be able to talk about them confidently Confidently, on camera. And then the fact that they had like panels and stuff and interviews with creators and other people who talk about board games. There was a whole thing about um, Quinns and Tom Bassel from the Dice Tower setting up about how we have differently reviewed our games. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there was a lot of content from those guys. Gosh, there I was. worked bloody hard, and I very much enjoyed what I saw. Yeah. How about you? Uh, we finished watching Kipo and the Age of Wonderbeast Season 3, which was the <laughs> final season. Um, going in, I did not know that. Apparently, up front, Netflix told them, you got 30 episodes, that's it. I mean, as sad as I am to see that show end, it was a fantastic show. Oh, it ended perfectly. It, oh, it ended perfectly. I'm kind of glad they didn't do more. Yeah, same, um, same with, um, like, she yeah, as much it, as I loved it, and I love that universe, it's like I am glad they just went. Yeah, Kipo has absolutely zero wasted space, mm-hmm. and this final season was exactly what it needed to be in terms of 
it closed up all of the character arcs it needed to and didn't open up any new threads. Yep. And that's all I needed. You mm-hmm. you dealt with the big th- the big things and we got to have a satisfying ending. Very emotional. Oh god, yeah. It it was it was a lot that that season. Mm-hmm. Um it, it got real intense in some places. Oh yes. They did a real good job of that thing of you've got to make something scary for kids but you can't, you know, you can't violently kill a character or anything because it's yeah. a kid's show. Ah, our alternative is somehow worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I mean, if you really think about it, it's worse. Yeah, the the implications of what... Mm, the big bad thing that keeps happening this season, the big consequence, Yeah. Um, and the fact that it doesn't ever get, like, undone, nope. they commit nope. to it being a thing, that is fucking terrifying. Yeah. That is... That is a fate worse than death right there, perhaps? Much. Yeah. God, Kipo's good. It's a really good I, series. I really like that it's only 30 episodes. It makes it such an easy recommend for I people. I can't believe that only started this year. Yeah, literally this calendar year, all three seasons have happened. <laughs> DreamWorks is getting really good at cracking out season after season of good animated shows. I just hope they're not overworking their staff. Hopefully not. But like, yeah, She-Ra, ha- it, it's, it's that She-Ra pacing. It's every like three to four months, here's another short batch of episodes. Because weren't they responsible for Dragon Prince as well, which you will uh, Yeah, the Dragon Prince, I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, Voltron. Oh, gosh. Yeah, they've, they've, pumped, like, they've gotten better as they've gone. Voltron had wasted space and went on much longer than it needed to. Um, but like, by the time they started She-Ra, they're like, okay, we know what we're doing now. We got mm-hmm. this. Yeah, Kipo's good. Yes. Oh, mm. Mm, mm. Mm. That that changed character design right at the end for that one character. The the new haircut. Oh yes. Yeah, that that one haircut. Oh, that's actually everyone's everyone's got good haircuts. Everyone has great haircuts, but, but there's one in particular. There's one in particular. I was like, oh hey, <laughs> oh hey, that's good hair. That's, that's good hair. Well, well head there, friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? What else have you watched this week? Well, you watched the first episode of Discovery Season 3. Star, Star, Trek. Star Trek Discovery, yeah. yeah. That got off to a really good start. Heck yeah. I don't understand the people that say that... Uh, I forget the actress's name, but the person who plays uh, Michael Burnham. Burnham. Yeah. I don't understand the people who are like, oh, she's got no range. She just does the same emotions you for everything. You know why they say oh, that. yeah, because they're racist and sexist. Yes. I, I get that's why, but like... This Where's our misogynist? Season 3, episode 1, she fucking has such a range of different shit There's going a lot on. going on in that There episode. is a lot of different kinds of performances, and they're great. Yep. They are wonderful. Yep. I had a wonderful time. Also, Mega Man guns all around. Mega Man guns all around. Um, and I just yeah. want to know what the fuck is going to happen in this season now, because yeah. we have been dropped in it. Yeah, I'm. I am honestly really excited to see a Star Trek series that is so far chronologically removed from everything else we've seen in Star Trek. Yeah, because that's kind of how they got away yeah. array, uh, around all of the anachronisms. Yeah, they're like, oh, all of the things that we do in the first couple of seasons of Discovery that aren't in the later seasons. Let's just now take all that lie. and throw it over there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, the one of the things that disappointed me most about Mass Effect Andromeda mm-hmm. is that it sent a bunch of people to the absolute other side of space where it should be the most alien place in the world. And it was um, all the same thing. Hundre- yeah, same hun- hundreds of years separated in time and it's the same fucking species having the same arguments about the same things. Oh, oh, this species doesn't like this species just like they didn't back there. And obviously we're only one episode into season three, but like... Mm-hmm. 
so far it feels like a very deliberately there's a very different world with very different dynamics yeah I mean, um, given some of the things we've had narratively like yeah it feels like hey th- this is a, a different world it is a very like very different power structure the inter any of the species that you know that are still around are in very different positions uh structurally within yeah. within the universe and if you've been following uh discovery and picard there are things you're going to pick out in this and go, oh fuck. Yeah. Um. Huh. This this is qu- it's quite a first episode. <laughs> I was so ready to binge, and then was like, oh yeah, there's only one. <laughs> there's, there's only one. Let episode. me binge. Let me binge. <laughs> Let me binge. No binge. I'm so I'm so ready for more discovery. Right. Oh, discovery so good. Right. Oh. <laughs> oh. Mm. What about you? Watched anything else? I think that's it. I think that's it for me too. Well then. Time for this. Laura Laura, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you like women? I I do like women. Do you, do you, you like like you like like women? Oh, I like like women. Would you swallow them and steal their shield? No, no, I wouldn't like like women. Oh, but you would like like women. I like like women. With a pause in between, not a single word. No, like, like. No. That's, that's fair, that's fair. That's I'm fair. not boring and spitting up women without their equipment. Uh, do, do you sometimes struggle to, to talk to, to talk to lady folks? I mean, it's... Uh, in a romantic fashion? I mean, I'm shy and, and girls are pretty. They are? You They're are? very pretty. You yeah, are very pretty. You are very pretty. Yeah. We can say that to each other because we're already dating. Yeah, but before we were dating, I found it very... I was, it was very nerve-wracking to tell you that you were a pretty lady. Mm-hmm. You're a very pretty lady. You're a very pretty lady. Yay! And very cute. Mm. And adorable. And oh. you have a boopity snoot. <laughs> see, there's a point in time I would have been too, uh, too shy to say this. Indeed, same. I would... I would I would not have dared for fear of, you know, coming up as either predatory or, or one of yeah. these such things. Um, would you like to learn the six secret words that are ruining your heterosexual sex life? I, I do not have one of those. From, from a man who is definitely good at getting women and definitely not an incel.com. Oh, defi- oh, oh okay. One of, mm, one of these, huh? Oh, ma- man who is definitely good at women is going to teach me how to woman. Yeah. He's, he's going to teach you all the artistry for doing pickups. Ah, all the artistry you would use to pick up someone. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. that is what the copy says here. I yeah. am concerned about this sponsor. I, as, as am I. Um, God, I'm reading through the copy now. Um, ah, oh, your relationships aren't working because you haven't said the one secret fuck password. Okay, this is... Going south real is fast. That a fuck password. Apparently, is that a BDSM thing. Apparently, there's a fuck password. I mean, apparently, only point? this man can tell us the fuck password. Well, surely you just negotiate that with your partner. Well, at that's some what point. I would think. But apparently, he knows what the fuck password is. I, I, it doesn't feel likely that there is a default fuck password. For yeah, people. I don't think like you know one two three four five six is the default fuck password. Yeah, is someone gonna walk up to me and be like admin one two three, and I'm gonna be like <laughs> just legs like a fucking well, ninety degrees. According to the copy, yes, there is. There's a there's a there's a code word. We're gonna be activated like sleeper agents. Oh and gosh, just gonna wanna fuck this man right away. I mean, he looks creepy. Oh yeah, and entirely. Greasy. Yeah, it's very greasy. Mm. He, he looks like the kind of man that does not wash his penis. You would need. Oh god, yeah, he does. You would need 
you would need like a hell of a password to to get this to. You need several system level admin passwords. I, I hope so. It sounds like this person is definitely trying to jailbreak you. Oh god. Oh that that just made it sound worse when I said that. Yeah. 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 Let's. You, don't 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 no. click on don't we'll, click on his ad. We've already got their money. You d- you don't have to click on them to support yeah. us. We've. Ooh. Yeah. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. 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 My yeah. voice is a little on the gravelly side today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll save editing later. Yeah. Uh, how's uh, business going? Business is, uh, yeah, it's pretty damn good, I'll be honest. Ah, so I've, I've got an idea. I've got a new idea for yeah. us business-wise. Yeah. It's yeah. a pretty yeah. simple one. I so. mean, that, that new game is really selling. Yeah, yeah. So you know how... Uh, that we put that new game out like a month ago, the, yeah. the, the sports one, and yeah. you know we didn't put any adverts in it. Funny, I should say that we didn't put any. No, adverts no, in it. and it's been out for like a month, and people have bought it. They've given us the money. It's yeah, not, you know, and the user in too. Yeah, and they're out of the refund window. Yeah, I think we should put full screen unskippable video adverts into the video game. You are a fucking genius. Yeah, I will note we did do this once already. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but doing it again, nobody well, would have expected us to do exactly, it again. That's After what I'm thinking. Like, we, we did it. We, we, we didn't like an apology for that. Yeah, we right? apologized. We took them out. But, like, this is a different game. Yeah, I mean, this is a different game. This is, yeah, no it's one not, said it's anything not literally the same game. We, yeah, no one said anything about this particular game. I don't think people would connect the dots. I think it'll just be, again, a separate story. We sold some ads. Oops, we took it down a bit later. But by then, we already sold the ads. Exactly. This is the, the basketball. Yeah. And they just... had the punchies. We took the adverts yeah. out of the punchies. Different, like, different the, game. The punchy people probably don't even play the basketball one. It's probably yeah. different people. Yeah, I mean, people won't notice. Yeah, exactly. And, like... Look, if we do this often enough, it'll just become a standard and they'll start complaining. Yeah, it's that whole thing where we just introduce stuff by stealth. We're just like, oh, oopsie, just put some full screen unskippable ads in a $60, soon $70 quadruple yeah, yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, and, and how long before, you know, that's just the standard. Well, we're going to keep doing it and we're going to keep being fucking geniuses. You are a fucking genius. So are you. I know. Ha. <laughs> So, <gasps> what has gone in your ear meets? Uh, not a lot this week. I'm listening mm-hmm. to a few new bits of music. Shall, mm-hmm. shall I get them all out, out the way in one do, do, all your, do all your bits. Uh, I listened to a track called Auckland, or Some Other Kiwi City, by Mains and Monitors. Uh, you've got a mask vocalist. Uh, it's a sort of upbeat rock track about wanting to believe that someday you'll bump into that person who drift, you drifted away from or whose path just kind of diverged from yours and magically now will be the time that you'll work out and you'll get to be in each other's lives again. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, maybe we'll just bump into each other in Auckland or some other city in in New Zealand and just like, maybe this time it'll be the time that we're in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And it's a sort of upbeat rock track. It's a good track. It was very catchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a track called MySpace 2009 uh, by Club Sofa. Uh, it's a femme rock track with... The best way I can describe it is the kind of guitar sound you get in, like, surfer rock. Um, that sort of, like, slightly high-pitched, twangy, sort of distant guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's very gay. Um, very interesting momentum to the track. It changes in time signature a lot. It 
it feels like waves coming in and out. It's got this sort of like slightly uneven flow to its pacing that I found really fascinating. Um, the vocal track is slightly raw. It's got a bit, a little bit of a, like a punk vocal edge to it. It was, it was a fun track. It was mm. again one that was very interesting. Lots of sound stuff going on in it. I was trying to pick apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last one I listened to was a track called "Terrible Times" by The Bantams. Uh, very fast and upbeat rock that's very, very danceable. Very much in contrast to its lyrics. Um, its lyrics are very much like, "Hey, things were better in the past. Why, why am I not in those good times I had in the past?" But, like, it's very upbeat with this really experimental set of changes in pacing and instrumentation. It it changes its pacing and its instruments at very unexpected moments that work really well, but kind of kept me on my toes very much as the track progressed. Mm-hmm. It, I never got into a rhythm with it, and, and in, in, a, in a good way. Okay. Uh, so those are some tracks I listened to this week. Yeah. What did you listen to this week? Um, I li- well, listened to Mouth Dreams again by Nelson Sorogan. I mean, that that goes without saying. And then I listened to Mouth Sounds and Mouth Words <laughs> again. Sorry, Mouth oh. Silence and Mouth Words? Yeah. Uh, yes, we we heard the one that was the popcorn, Let the Body Sit the Floor. 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 Oh, there are some good tracks on those albums. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, very good, very good, very good, very good. Yay! And then I started listening to Stella Firma from the beginning again. Yeah, because they're on hiatus right now. You've told us about this podcast before. Yeah. it's uh, aliens what if trying to create Magra- planets. No, they're humans. Oh, they're humans. What if the what if the the planet of Magrathea from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was just being run by a concerning system and some of the planet designers involved were somewhat inept and that there was this whole underlying thing of there there is a big mystery going on i i don't want to reveal too much i need to get into it at some point it's one of those like when i have time but first i have to get through welcome to nightfall when i have the time oh yeah how's that going Uh, i've not listened to any in like a week or two because (sighs) busy with other obligations very busy i'm falling behind on podcasts i've had other i've had time sensitive obligations yes you have I have. But yeah, um, Tim and Ben have a lot of fun being silly with each other, and I can't remember their name, but uh, whoever plays Hartro, they're basically their supervisor in the first season. Is like, it's a lot of the show is improvised. Like, there isn't a a meta narrative that was written in right from the very beginning, Hmm. and like, there are arcs for the, the series itself, but that can go pretty much fucking anywhere. And there is so much, like, episode to episode that can just be, hey, here's a ridiculous thing. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it is like, hey, we got someone to suggest us, I need you to make me a planet that's uh, where, where our babies will live, and they, they, need, uh, they need to be uh, kept warm and safe and fed, and they're squid people, and they absolutely need this one particular thing. So they sit down and then freestyle a planet, which is, I think, in the first episode, they build a trough moon uh, (laughs) full of boiling water to keep baby squid in, basically. (laughs) 
Um, you, yeah, and you can imagine how all of this goes wrong. Like every four or five episodes, it's it's Friday, and Hartra comes in and goes through the, all the problems with their previous creations. <laughs> and then there's all the meta meta narrative with David Seven the clone, uh, yeah. who is just like just experiencing the world as a. He is basically like your view into the world itself. Like in the first episode, he is literally born, educated, and just deposited into this room to exist. <laughs> and like you, so all you really understand is what he sees in his day to day life. Of okay, I I exist in this room, and uh, it's dark, and I I don't know what happens. And then the door opens, and then this person comes in, and apparently they're my boss, and they're very shouty, and they're drunk most of the time, and they're always late for work. <laughs> Oh. We're supposed to have an eight-hour day, but they only ever turn up for 20-minute episodes at the end of the shift. <laughs> always drunk, always very loud and shouty. And there is a lot going on with Trexor, who is a traumatised rich boy, as far as I can tell so far. Uh, yeah. It's it's a really fun story. They have fun. Uh, well, then, I think that's everything we've listened to. Well, then, time for this. <laughs> Ah, uh, it looks like uh, this icon has changed on, on the app. Um, so just to make you aware, Brain, that's just, just something I have observed for you. It's, uh, it's, it's a slightly different icon now. Mm, no. No, it's, it's still the same, still the same program. It's just, uh, just, just a different icon. No, I don't like it. But it's, uh, it's different. No. But we, we still have, well, that's how we communicate with all the people. no. No, it, it's it's not the same. It's different. But it's it, it's basically the same. It's in the same place. You still have to click the the, the same position on the phone. Oh, oh, come on. Different. I I but please, we just need to talk to the people. I I can't change it back. Mm, I don't like it. I don't like it either. I'm sorry that it's distressing you. Please. Please, we need to talk mm. to people. They'll be concerned. Okay, but don't like. Okay, need to click on that icon. Uh, why? You're not helping me. Why aren't you helping me? <laughs> don't like. Yeah, that's fair. Hello. My name is Incantation. And I'm here to tell you about our latest wellness project. During this time of global unrest and confusion, it's very difficult to get together to experience avocados or drum circles or that, that sky yoga thing where you hang from scarves or whatever. So we're introducing lucid dreaming yoga drum circles. We'll be dreaming for three hours on Wednesday in the afternoon, you know, classes will start about 1400 hours BST and tickets are available from our website starting at just £150, going all the way up to £400 for our premium package for those who really want to experience the true crystal energy of our lucid dreaming yoga drum circle. Do feel free to come down. This is Incantation. Namaste.
Question time, let's have the questions. What's the questions? Uh, boo, Sunny Tony would like to know. Uh, we all know what Laura's persona is, a bunny. <laughs> uh, but what about Jane? Do you have one? Uh, what is it? And if not, what would it be? Inquisitive minds want to know. Um, it's kind of a cat goat. Okay. So cat ears, cat tail, and little, the, the twisty goat horns, the almost gazelle-like yeah. horns, and goat legs, because goat legs are cool. Yeah. Basically, I couldn't decide between a cat and a goat, and I like both animals. And... That's, that's adorable. So yeah, I'm some kind of cat goat. I, I, as soon as that question was asked, my first thought was, um, does your tentacle outfit qualify <laughs> as a fursuit? Hmm... <laughs> I have a tentacle outfit. Yeah, you, you, the one that you did for MCM. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I suppose <laughs> not really. No, nah, because that, that, mm, that, yeah, there's a whole story behind that. I, I know, I'm being, I'm being silly. I got you. I got too literal about it. Fool that I am. Okay. Uh, Larry Ellingham me asks, uh, "Oh no, you've just been attacked by a shark, but is this shark what do? Is that video from earlier?" Oh, okay. Shark. Um, I say not really that terrified. Yes. Uh, pretend to be scared and then have snacks. Snacks. Snacks, good. Um, Tricky asks, I want to get my pun game on. How do I better puns? Um, Grow up with a father that writes pantomimes. Um, read lots of uh, things like kids write jokes or yeah. um, dad jokes pages on Facebook and, and Twitter and yeah. Instagram. Just absorb enough bad jokes material and you will develop the pun sense. You will start to develop it and homophones. Like, look yeah. up lists of homophones because that's yeah. largely where puns come from. Yeah. Things like, that sound like other things. And like, can you break up a word into constituent pu- constituent parts and, and make it into like something ridiculous that way? Can you pronounce a word in such a way that it sounds like a different word? Or, or that, like, parts of it sound like a different word so that you can yeah. make some joke about the thing that it now sounds kind of like? Yeah, it's... Honestly, yeah, just just immerse yourself in pages for, like, terrible, deliberately terrible jokes. You will start to see the pacing and the rhythm and the kind of words you can look out for. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to dip into other languages. Uh, oh, the one yeah. I saw going around yesterday was uh, why do what why do French people only have one egg for breakfast? I don't know because one egg is an earth. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my favorite one of those is still and it, it, it it's slightly sad. It's the uh, the cats named oh, Andutois. Yeah, Andutois go uh, walking out on the lake and then they fall through the ice and Andutois cat sank. Oh no, that's not the version I know, but yeah. Oh no. Um, it's uh, Andutois and one two three are two. Uh, cat swimmers and they're going to try and swim across the the English channel. Uh, <laughs> ah. Well again, same punchline and do our cat sank. No. Oh no. Oh no. It's very sad. Um Kelly asks uh, to butt or not to butt. That is the question. Always to butt. To butt. After the day I've had today, there is no answer but to butt. Multiple butts, please. Oh, I butted so much. You butted so well, though. Ah, so much butt. Mm-hmm. There was a point where the word butt started not to sound like a word yeah. in the middle. I, I fought through. I came out the other end. <laughs> but like, there was a point in the middle where I was like, oh, oh no. no. I'm, in, I'm in the phantom oh, butt no. zone. You've over the butt queen. 
the Baroness of Butts. I think it'll be fine when people listen to it. It's because I was having to re-record sentences to yeah. get the uh, the emphasis right. I was having to re- to say the words far more than you will have to hear them. <laughs> butts, 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 butts. Uh, Daria Morgendorfer asks, uh, whether it is nobler in the butt to suffer the slings and arrows? Yes, yes, it is nobler. Yes. Always in the butt. <laughs> if that's what you're into. Uh, Lucy asks, what's your favourite texture? Oh, mmm. Oh, mmm. Mm. Oh, there's, mm, there's so many good textures. Mm-hmm. Depends on the day and what kind of texture I'm, I'm going for. Um, I'm a big fan of that, the fuzzy mushroom. Oh, the fuzzy mushroom is good. Yeah, we have... Jane found, like, I think it's meant to be like an outdoor... It's a garden ornament. Yeah, I think it's designed that you're supposed to scrape your shoes off on it. Like... I don't even think it's that. I think it's just supposed to look slightly grassy mushroom. It, it looks slightly mossy, but it's got this sort of... Prickly's not the right word. It's short astroturf. Basically, it's really satisfying to just sort of run your hand across. It's like, what if velvet, but slightly more scratchy? Yeah, it's kind of great. Yeah. Um, Oh, what's some other good textures? Um, lower back skin. Oh, I like, yeah, I like okay. stroking your lower back. Yeah. Oh, oh goodness. Oh. How would you describe the texture of the uh, the tie dye duvet we have? Oh, it's really soft cotton. Yeah, like super soft cotton. Very soft cotton is lovely. Mm. Um, oh, oh, that's such a good duvet. Yeah, it's just a shame we don't have a uh, a, du- uh, a duvet to fit in it that is yeah. the right size. Oh, uh, really polished, uh, really well polished metal, but that it's just very very smooth, zero imperfections. Mm-hmm. You can just sort of rub mm-hmm. your finger across it, the kind where it's not going to leave any kind of smell or color on you. Just. Mm-hmm. Very smooth. I can just rub my thumb across some across a smooth. Uh, the tiles from Azure Summer Pavilion. <gasps> oh, the tiles from Azure so Summer Pavilion. <laughs> Those are so good. Ah, ah. Um, slightly buried over there, but the the little blue rabbit. Uh, the small Yay. blue rabbit is ah oh, is such a good. Very soft texture. The blue rabbit that made me very nervous when it was first bought for you. I was like, please tell me that's not real fur. No. It's, it's frighteningly furry. It is frighteningly furry. It is not fur, but it is... It uh, is... I had to check. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, I don't know what material it is. Whatever they made that bunny out of is so soft. Enough that I was convinced or, or worried that it might be real fur. Yeah, so. and it has stayed that soft. Mm. It, oh, it's a good one. Um, what's another one? Oh, um, when, when we do the head shaves... Just oh, like the back of my neck. Oh, initial back when of the head. It's been shaved it's to just, just down to a one. Oh, just and a, you just sort of uh, run your fingers up VT. against the grain. Yeah. I am so velvety. Oh. Mm-hmm. These are some of our favourite textures. But. But texture is good texture. Becky, too. Hi, Becky. Hi, Becky. Becky asks uh, What are your alternate universe selves, uh, Jane K. Buzz and Maniac Loriac, <laughs> up to? <laughs> Ah, uh, many are probably out enjoying the sun. I would imagine. Ah, is, frolicking. Is the alternate universe? I imagine it's COVID-free. <laughs> ah, well, yes. Um, we're we we're, we're off out enjoying frolicking in the sun. The yeah. only difference is I'm the one doing the poi, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm doing some poi. Uh, I'm t posed on the grass, looking very regal. <laughs> um, yeah, with with my oversized aviators on. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we've probably been out dancing an awful lot. Yeah. We've enjoyed fruity ciders. We've we've been having, like, last year, just not this year. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, last year was awful for those people. Oh yeah, they had a, they had a terrible, terrible 2019. Time. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Oh. I mean, not the same kind of terrible that we had in this universe. But I'm now thinking about the parallel universe where it's like, ah, it's the opposite. Uh, that parallel universe didn't have COVID in 2020, but it did have it in every year prior. <laughs> this well, is the first COVID-free year. Yeah. Right. So they're really celebrating it. Yeah, that, they're really fucking living it up in, in Mirror Universe. Oh, Mirror Universe. I mean, they're having a good time. I'm least. glad they're having a good time now, but like, yeah. you know, the other bad They had a rough time getting there. Oh, no. Oh, it's okay. They're doing okay now. Okay, I'm glad they're having a nice time. <laughs> And that is all the questions. Well then, time for this. How about this? Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors. Yeah. Right, Larry. Right, Barry. How you doing? Oh, I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You uh, been up to much? Oh, you know, you know, just uh, keeping going, keeping going, best I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh. uh... It's, it's that 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 time really. It is that time. All the uh, grey weather's coming in. It's been a bit. Yeah, me, me sun lamp on recently. Oh, same, same. I I did see something. I did want to. It's been bouncing around my head. I did want to get. Yeah, yeah. Be chatting if you don't mind me uh, chatting oh, no, about. No, always, always. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, oh, oh, I was just getting to the chase. I saw some 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 bits of transphobia from some people who were LGBT the other day. Oh. You know. Gross and nasty as it is. And um, it got me thinking about a thing that, like, I don't think a lot of uh, uh, cis or straight people realise. Um, I know I, I've seen some tweets recently of people going, oh, I didn't realise that was a thing. Which is, just because you're LGBT of some variety doesn't mean that you cannot be bigoted to other members of the LGBTQ community that are not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I, I have seen um, gay and lesbian people, uh, particularly who are very uh, biphobic, um, you know, they're the, the like... Oh, there seems to be an awful lot of that. There's a lot of that going and around. And then bi- bisexual people who are very panphobic. Yeah. Because uh, they feel that it's splitting the whole thing in an unnecessary phrase. Yeah. And you, s- you, see a lot, you see a lot of LGBT people who uh, uh, turn out to be uh, acephobic, who are like, oh, oh you don't why? deserve to be in the LGBT community because... Uh, yours isn't a sexual orientation; it's a lack of one. Therefore, you shouldn't be in the community, or um, or the or the the whole thing about various aspects feeling like other aspects are aren't as oppressed as them, and therefore don't count at all. Yeah, exactly. Or you see like um gold star gays and lesbians where you know like oh you you once at some point in your life on your way to working out who you were had sex with someone that isn't the current gender you're sleeping with. You're not at you're not properly gay or lesbian. Um, as so much gatekeeping and yeah, just yeah. um yeah yeah you see you see a lot of transphobia from uh, gay and lesbian people sometimes and yeah you get trans medicalists who are like you know within the trans community itself and then being gatekeeping to our other trans people and non-binary yeah, people exactly you see a lot of um you see a lot of hate towards non-binary people from the trans community sometimes you know uh, it it's this is, I mean, this is why very often you see people laughing at the concepts of the LGBTQIA plus community, because yeah. it's not nearly as cohesive as, uh, you know, right-wingers might try and convince yeah. you it is. Well, and I'll say this, I don't want this to sound like I don't think most LGBT people are supportive of each other. I think, oh, I definitely. think the vast majority are supportive with each other, but... I think that this is something that like a lot of um, cis straight people don't realise is yeah. how 
being LGBT doesn't, you know, mean that you can't have your own prejudices and bigots, big, yeah, bigotedness. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, the other day had an interaction on Twitter with someone who very much was saying, oh, I didn't realise that um, lesbian people would be transphobic. You're all LGBT. And it's like, yeah, but that... Well, but even yeah. then, you've got you've got the issue of lesbians and political lesbians. Oh. A lot of people who are political lesbians are very, very transphobic. Yes, you know, and that is pretty much the root of the the, turf, to, the modern yeah. turf movement. Oh, let's start. be clear: people who say they are politically lesbian are not in any way, shape, or form attracted romantically or sexually to women. They well, are, yeah, their their orientation is in no way to do with, uh, you know, being sexually attracted to anyone. It's about hating men, indeed, and it's oh, just it's a lot. And just, oh, I, I saw one going around today, and I think this is what got me thinking about it, was I saw um, so I saw some post that basically boiled down to, um, oh, all gay men are paedophiles, and I'm allowed to say that I'm a lesbian. Is this what? sort of, uh, yeah, and it's that sort of, oh, I'm LGBT, therefore it's not offensive for me to have a stance about a different segment of the LGBT community. No. <laughs> yeah, you're a bigger. You're being a bigger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we had the same problem in Indianapolis uh, a few years ago. Oh, being like, yeah. well, I, I'm gay, so I can say this, that, and the other about various things. It's like, no, you are just a massive yeah. bigot. No, Indianapolis uh, uh, used to uh, use being gay as a shield to be incredibly transphobic, and it's yeah. like I'm allowed to be transphobic because I'm gay. It's like, no, that's not how it works. No, being one part of the LGBT community does not give you permission to be a bigot to the others. Exactly. You know, don't get me wrong, there are wonderful sections of, of all the communities that come together, have great overlap, have understanding and open yeah. hearts for each other, but there are just just enough voices that are just just being horrible yeah. and making a mess for yeah. parts just, of the LGBTQIA+. Yeah. Plus, just, and it's just... Uh, oh, stop for, it! For those of you on the outside, like, just... Just because one LGBT person says something that is, you know, shitty about a group of people does not mean that is the consensus opinion. It's like, oh, it's all right for me to think that that one LGBT person said so. Yeah, you oh, you get that with like the the token right wing trans people. The, yeah, uh, yeah, the token right wing trans people. Yeah, it's the they'll come for me last. Therefore, if I'm nice, therefore I'll say the right wing talking oh, the, point. The trans and, turfs as well. Yeah, and you just it's like oh, yeah. <sighs> Like the trans women you see with the I, I am a man shirts. And oh, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... yeah, yeah. Well, like, oh, well, I'm glad you're not being physically attacked in the street, but a lot of us are, so could you maybe cut that shit out? Virtual hug, mate. hug. I'm so tired. Oh, I need a rest. Yeah. Uh... Ooh, right. Oh, I think I, I think I'm gonna turn in, mate. Yeah, same, same. Oh, have, a, have a have a good one. Sleep well, mate. Sleep well. So, Laura, <gasps> me. Where can we find you on the internet? Laura K Buzz in all of the places: of Twitter, us. Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. You can find me Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on Twitch at 10 p.m. UK, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. I stream various games. Uh, usually it'll be Hades on a Monday, maybe something indie or new on a Wednesday, and then Fall Guys Friday. 
Every Friday on YouTube you can catch episodes of Accessibility, which is a show where I talk about the video game industry and accessibility and representation, and you should check that out. Also there's books. Uncomfortable Labels is available now. It's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum, and it's out where books are sold or as an audiobook on lauragaybuzzstore.com. There's also Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is coming out on February 4th, 2021. Uh, that is up for pre-order in places that are not Unbound. Uh, the physical version is taking a little while to pop up in places. I know that you can pre-order it from like Amazon and Waterstones in the UK. I don't know about physical pre-order places in the US yet. I haven't checked in the last few days. Um, I finally finished recording the audiobook of that. If you backed it on Unbound, you should have that before Christmas, hopefully. And then there's Gender Euphoria, which is a book of non-cis people's positive, gender-affirming, just nice, positive stories. And that's coming out in June 2021. I believe it's June 10th, if the book website to be to, to be believed. Um, other than that, there's podcasts. Pixel Squirt, it's about video game character pornography. We finally got through to someone at Pornhub, and most of our episodes seem to be get going back up after all of the homophobic trolls kept trying to get episodes taken down. Mm. Um, so check that out. You can watch it on Pornhub where you can see the things we're talking about as we talk about them. Um, there's also Podquisition, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. There's Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each season's a self-contained story. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, and seven. And then there's a podcast I do with you that isn't this one. You mean Polyarmory? Yeah, tell us about Polyarmory and the other things you do. Uh, we, we do a podcast called Polyarmory. It's a fifth edition real play uh, podcast with questionable morals. Um, we're getting into some really good stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. The there should be another episode up the day before this goes live. Uh, yeah, you're up. You're you're up in the air. You've joined a cult, possibly. <laughs> uh, you're hanging out with the 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 potato people, and experiencing all the potatoes have to offer. And it's it's only gonna get weirder from here. Um, yeah, then we're having a lot of fun with that, and I'm very excited for people to to hear what's going on because. Oh boy, that plot escalates in the following 15 episodes. Um, I also do, I, I make t-shirts, they're available on my Redbubble. I do uh, Crumblers and Strangers, which you're listening to right now. Uh, I do that edit, I do, uh, all of those things can be found on my SoundCloud. I've got a Patreon, it's patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify a 75 hour work week. I would appreciate that. Uh, I uh, write things on my on my blog on stonemonkeyradio.blog. Um, mostly board game reviews at the moment. I have been doing one on Mondays and one on Fridays. So you can read all about my thoughts about all the various board games. Like in-depth proper reviews that Board Game Geek will refuse to display. Oh no! Yeah, apparently I was spamming them with oh. my reviews. Oof. How dare you review things that frequently? Yes, there, there's me just trying to get some, some actual eyes on my reviews. But no, no, that's not allowed. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much everything. Um, all of my links can be found at streamlinks.com slash janiac, that's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Laura, <gasps> will you sing us out, please, darling? Well, until next time, be a stranger. Mm -hmm.